TikTok. Now, in this week's Tuesday report, Chef Mohsen Gaber Ibrahim discusses Egyptian cuisine in his family's second Aziza restaurant in Sayingpun. Chatting to food and drink reporter Andrew Dembina, the veteran chef also recalls his appearances, experiences in Egypt cooking for heads of state and a member of the British royal family. Make a dance when you're drunk with your friends at a party. What's your favorite song? Does it make you smile? Do you think of me? Well, that wasn't him, but here he is. <laughs> Hello, uh, my name is uh, Mohsen Gabriel Ibrahim. Uh, I'm from Egypt, and we have uh, two restaurants, Aziza Kennedy Town and Yuli Open Aziza Saimboon. I am the chef of the boss Kennedy Town and Saimboon, and I cook for both for now. You've been in the restaurant business for decades, right? So I just had a look in your kitchen, and it is the most spotless and clearly labeled kitchen. You started when you were a teenager in kitchen. I was, yes. Uh, I start, I was uh, almost uh, between 13 and 14 years old. I start as a cleaner in the kitchen. Free to work as a cleaner to, to see and to learn to get it from the scratch. It was my uncle, the one I work with, one of the top chefs in Egypt. Mm. He could spoil me, put me direct to be even chef section, but he made me start from scratch. To be an apprentice uh, at a young age in a kitchen used to be the traditional way for people to join a kitchen for many different types of cuisines in the world. Do you think that today's approach from a culinary university or education, from a theory point of view, is as effective? No. The way I learn, I think no college or school can teach you that. Mm. How you cook, how you respect the, the, the food. And actually nowadays are spoiled the kitchen. They're not cooking. Just put some flour and present it to the people. But the food as the old fashioned way to cook it, there is no more, especially in Hong Kong. You're taking a lot of time with this menu to really create everything from scratch, aren't you? You're not using much in the way of outside no. pre-preparation. No, no, no. I make rules in the kitchen because to be honest, all my life I was working in the hotels. When I came to Hong Kong in 2001, the first time I managed only a restaurant. I used to manage uh, so many restaurants inside my hotel yeah. as an executive chef since 1986. Mm. The first thing I learned in Hong Kong, to use the space. Secondly, the way to cook Egyptian food, because uh, a lot of ingredients, fr- uh, especially yeah. fresh one, uh, rich with herbs, fresh herbs, grains, beans, uh, seafood, meats, different kind of meats, different kind of sauces. The way the technique, Egyptian food, you cannot make shortcuts. You can change the technique. Mm. You put ingredient before the other one. But you cannot change or make shortcuts. The unique about Egyptian food, it cannot be old. Egyptian food has to be fresh. Egyptian food, the first kitchen I work is French cuisine. And then when I came to Hong Kong, and then we do Egyptian food. That was Habibi, which some listeners may remember. Uh, Habibi, yes. It was one of the greatest 50 restaurants in Hong Kong. Uh, I cooked the Egyptian food, how we make the food at home. Mm. Not professionally, not for market. People eat, enjoy the value, the freshness. I have three different items. My favorite when I cook, the the, the longest. I have the lamb shang, it takes from me from four and a half hours to five hours. I added 
the muki gherni, they call it the French, some yeah. vegetables. Uh, the the bouquet garni in a, in a sachet. Yeah. And then I put my meat in the, the most unique mix of spicy. Mm. I didn't think so anyone can afford to put this kind of spice inside. From cardamom, gloves, to paprika, to freshness of uh, cumin, corianders, yeah. nutmeg, mm. a beautiful, unique combinations. And then I put it with this spicy, the meat, uh, one hour, just with this spicy right. alone. Yeah. And then grill it, and then put it, add it to the bouquet garni. You already sort it yeah. on the fire while you grill it to take the smell, because Hong Kong people don't like the smell of the lamb. Yeah. And I have my own secret uh, weapon inside this uh, bouquet garni, and then I will share it with your uh, okay. audience. I use uh, hibiscus flower. Yes, this is give it this uh, sourness and incredible flower help the blood pressure, the heart uh, beating. And then when you eat the lamb and melt it in your mouth with this beautiful gravy, natural gravy, not powder, not mm -hmm. flour, not cornstarch, right. and natural. The hibiscus flower, is that something that you invented or did you come across it as a traditional recipe? No, I invented it. Oh. Uh, actually, uh, I had a good teacher, Miss Jennifer uh, Magoreri. Uh, the first time I saw her make something similar to that, but I develop it and I add to it some more of my uh, tests. And now falafel got the most famous. It's not signature, but people love it because yeah. it's, it's healthy. We attract more local because my target first is local. Mm. Number one is local. And now I have a lot of locals. So how do you tread that very careful line between being very detailed, authentic Egyptian cuisine and pleasing something that might be of a more local taste or palate do you sometimes fine-tune things to fit the way people might prefer it in Hong Kong? Look, my friend, I'm not believing uh, white people or uh, Asian people, yellow people, run behind a good taste and good value. Uh, before, uh, my now, all um, times I said uh, presentation, presentation, I eat before stomach, oh, I found out it's all lie. The people test food and value. Mm. People say, oh, expensive. People, if the dish made it very well, the customer being very happy. Yeah. Customer able to accept the good food, good quality, good value for their money. Okay, now you've got decades of experience. Nobody's going to create uh, a dish that you create in this restaurant. But for something that seems simple, but maybe it's not, to uh, maybe to make a hummus at home, could you give any one of our listeners a tip that is something you must never do or something that you should do? If you're not going to go out, if you're just going to do something for breakfast or to make, say, a hummus, what's your tip from all your years of experience? Food is very easy if you made it with love. Yeah. You love to cook. And then the ingredient is coming very easy. Now the Google it. Yeah. Everything in Google. <laughs> in home, just cook with love. Get any ingredient together with love, you'll have a very good result. Okay. Get the best ingredients and no mood, just force it to cook for your family, whatever. Yeah. Bad results. And hummus is really easy. Not our way, of course, I got it fresh and soak it overnight. It's yeah. longer. Just get... Uh, the tin from yeah. the supermarket, but make tin. sure to strain it and wash it nicely right. before to use because these uh, chemicals in the can yeah. and just blend it nicely with the garlic, with the spices. The, the secret is when you blend it in the food process, the hummus with the garlic and the spicy and the olive oil. 
they'll be creamy and then you add the rest of the ingredients, the tahini, the lemon juice. Okay. If you're gonna save it for a couple of days or five days, you can add uh, one teaspoon vinegar to keep it alive longer or natural. Yeah. And then you go ahead, eat it. Oh, and all done with love. But good brushes, food brushes, yes. Good right. quality food process. Okay, thanks. Well, you're welcome. One last question before we go. In your many years of cooking, when you cooked in hotels, you cooked for some heads of state and royal family yes. uh, on occasion. Can you give us a quick uh, rundown on who yes. and if there was any interesting experience from that? Yeah, actually, yes. Uh, it started with, uh, in the 70s when we start our president, Sadat, uh, God bless oh. his soul. Start uh, president of the United States, uh, Nixon, and then we have uh, Carter, and then we have, uh, of course, uh, head of uh, Israel, uh, Beijing, where I cook for, uh, especially uh, I was working in the British Embassy for uh, Royal Prince uh, Charles. Huh. I shake hand him, and I even I get uh, 100 pounds as a tip from him. 100 pounds? Yes. <laughs> because he, he actually he's a vegetarian. He doesn't eat uh, garlic and onion oh. at all. And then uh, he, uh, he have uh, uh, some vegetables from his own gar uh, garden. Uh, organic and, and I greet some item for him all vegetarian and uh, just quick dishes you know yeah uh, he was great uh, I see him actually and I work with uh, his excellency uh, uh, sir Christopher long he used to be the ambassador of uh, Great Britain in Egypt all oh, right yes okay well, you, you heard it here then. Um, you can come to Aziz in Sayungpun and eat from a kitchen by oh, a chef yes. who has cooked for uh, quite some celebrities. Homemade. Homemade, not celebrities. I want you to come to enjoy and you see by yourself. And if I lie, I will give you your money back. Thank you. That's a promise. You are a promise. <laughs> okay. All right, thanks. <laughs> thanks very much. What an amazing character. And you know what? I'm going to go there. I have to go there. And my mouth was watering as I was listening to that. That was food and drink reporter Andrew Dembina talking to Chef Mohsen Gaber Ibrahim about his native Egyptian cuisine and other culinary memories in his recently opened second Aziza restaurant, which is in Saiping Yingpun. And I'm going to ring the restaurant right now and get a booking because it sounded amazing. He's got some fantastic stories to tell. 